What's up and welcome to the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. I'm Andrea Clark, former family therapist turned network marketing leader and coach. I'm an attraction marketing expert, a top earner, and a mindset queen. I built my influence and business to the top using proven social media strategies and modern duplicatable systems, and I'm obsessed with helping you do the same. If you want to have true time leverage, boundaries, and fun in your business while rocking an abundance mindset, tune in each week for interviews, tips, and strategies that will help you trade hustling your face off for duplication, ease, and flow while still crushing every single one of your goals. So let's dive right in. What's up, what's up, anti-hustlers? I'm super excited to be bringing this podcast to you about a powerful tool that I use every single day in my business to close leads and also to enhance the coaching experience with my team and my clients, but very specifically my team. And I feel very strongly that asking powerful and really strategic questions helps people have breakthroughs. Okay. And so it's really important to understand that you don't have to be like a certified coach or a, you know, trained professional in this to learn how to ask powerful questions. There's courses you can take, there's books you can read, and you can generally just practice being a curious person and wanting to help people find the solution on their own through your curiosity and guidance. And I think one of the big things that I had to grow and mature through was not wanting to give people the answers. Okay. That's one of the biggest things I see here in our industry and just with humans in general is they feel very uncomfortable sitting in the discomfort with others. Okay. And so what I mean by that, and you can apply this to your closing conversations and to your coaching conversations is when somebody comes to you with a problem that they want to solve and you immediately want to give them an answer instead of asking for a little bit more information before you maybe educate them or make a few pathway suggestions, right? Like, okay, you could do this, this, or this, right? Um, Most people will be like, oh, do this. Oh, here's the solution. Oh, you could do this. Oh, you just need to do this. Oh, you should do this. They really struggle. They want to be the savior. They want to be the fixer. We live in a society of fixers and they really struggle to just take a breath, take space and ask a question, ask a couple of questions to get more information, to get a deeper understanding of what's going on with that person. What are their pain points? Why are they looking for this solution? Or maybe why are they floundering or a little bit or stuck or whatever the case is? Okay. And so that used to be me. I used to want to jump to the solution really quickly. And I've, I've since stopped doing that, but I had to get really comfortable with sitting with other people's discomfort and really understanding that number one, I'm not responsible for people. I'm responsible to people and their discomfort is theirs. And it's okay for me to sit with their discomfort or in their discomfort with them momentarily, but that it's not mine. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that really understanding that people are very smart and they already know the solution. Just sometimes they need help getting to their answer. Okay. Most people know what to do. It's just, they weren't always taught the skills, how to process to get to their answer. Okay. Most people are taught not to trust themselves. They're taught not to listen to their intuition. They're, you know, 
they were conditioned with a lot of self-doubt. And so really as a coach or even a person who is closing a sale, your job is to ask questions to help them get to the answer that they already know exists. Like they already know what they want. They already know what they need to do. They just need to work through it out loud with you to get to the assurance that it's the right thing for them. Okay. That's your job as a coach, like, or a closer is to hold up a mirror for what's in their best interest that they already know they want. Okay. That's why they're coming to you in the first place. So with that, you have to be willing to sit in some uncomfortable feelings with somebody and you have to be able to be a good listener. Okay. Which is another thing that some people really struggle with is being a good listener. So I practice being a good listener. All right. And when you're a good listener and you really hear what people are saying and you listen to understand versus listen to respond, then you can really think about what is the next most powerful question you can ask that person to help them get further down their processing trail to figure out what they want to do next, okay, or what they're going to do, all right? So I want to talk about some questions that are, and I'm not going to give you a list of questions, but I want to talk about some different types of questions that can be really helpful in this process. So for like a closing conversation, right, whether you're closing um, somebody who is taking a look at your business opportunity, or you're closing somebody who's looking at your products, which the business really is a product, but you want to really get to the root of their pain points. Like, why are they interested in this? Why are they wanting to take a look at your solution, whatever it is, business or product? Okay. And what brought them to this point? So a lot of times just asking a very open-ended probing question really gets the ball rolling. Okay. People, most people want to share what's going on in their life. And they will give you the information you need to ask the next question. So if you say something like, well, what's making you want to evaluate this? Like what's making you look into this further? When I get on a sales call um, for the for my opportunity, I'll say, okay, what brought you to this call? Like you were willing to watch a 30 minute workshop and look over some materials. What made you open to putting that kind of time in and then be willing to get on a call with me? I'm so curious. And People tell me all sorts of stuff and and like really personal stuff, okay? Their deepest desires, their deepest fears, their pain points, their stressors, the things that they want to um, relieve themselves from, okay? And so then I have information to work with on, okay, well, so if we were able to resolve problem A with this business opportunity, right? If you were able to make, um, you know, that replacement income, what would your life look like? right? How would that feel? How would that be different for you? What would that mean for your relationship with your spouse, right? If you guys weren't fighting over your finances every other day, and um, if you weren't up for three hours extra every night thinking about how you were going to pay off that debt, what would your life look like, right? So then we're talking about the desires. So it gives me, and it gives me space to figure out what their problem is. And then I have other things to ask about, right? To dig deeper. And another really powerful question is asking, so if you don't do this, if you don't resolve these things, what is your life going to look like in five years, 10 years, 15 years, right? Even a year from now, where are you going to be? How are you going to feel, right? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be satisfied? Are you going to be proud? So those are some things with the closing, okay? Let's talk about coaching. Coaching is an ongoing relationship that you have with somebody And I think it's a really, one thing I want to mention is that when you are in network marketing, obviously it's a volunteer army. So I was, I've been with two companies. I'm very open about that. In my first company, one of the things that I always wanted to do was be a good coach, um, ask probing questions, get to the root of things. 
And because I do have a background as a licensed family therapist, I didn't necessarily want to give my downline therapy because, you know, I can't give therapy to people who aren't in my therapy room. I'm retired now, but something that my uplines in that, um, previous companies to say is like, Andrea, don't give your people therapy. Like don't get involved in their personal life. Don't do this. Don't do that. Really, um, almost creating like a fear that if I ask the wrong question or I got involved in the wrong part of their life that, you know, it would upset them and they would quit. Okay. And I really did not, um, I did not serve my team the way that I could have or should have out of fear, out of fear that people would quit. Okay. And, um, I regret that. However, it's a learning lesson for me. So now, um, for the four years that I've been with the mental wellness company, where I am currently, um, leading a huge team of thousands, I do things differently. When I came here, I was like, I'm going to do this differently. Okay. How I was doing it before just didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel right. I wasn't wholeheartedly serving my people. I don't want to lead from fear. And I will tell you that I have more loyalty from people. People have had more breakthroughs, have rank advanced more, and I'm not taking credit. Okay. What I'm saying is, is that the programs and the trainings and the coaching like a program that I have in place has it's a tool that's utilized that has helped people move further. Okay. So I know what I have to offer is really what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I've seen more growth by doing what my intuition told me to do and actually listening um, than not. Okay. And so I want you to trust yourself. It's okay to get involved in people's personal lives to an extent if they invite you in. Now, should you be telling them how to do things in their personal lives? Like, I don't know, in their marriage or, um, you know, with their finances? No, don't be telling people what to do. However, if somebody's coming to you and something in their marriage is hindering them from growing their business and they're telling you they want to figure it out, they're expressing a deep desire that they want to figure that out. And you can ask them a few helpful questions to help them process through what they already know they need to do. Okay, they already know what they need to do. That's the cool thing is everybody already has the answer inside of them. Then there's nothing wrong with that. Your 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 goal is to help people. They if especially if there's trust, you guys, um honesty in the face of rapport is always appreciated. So when I go to my mentor and I'm looking for guidance, so not necessarily advice, but guidance, She'll always ask me a couple questions to get more information, to get a more clear understanding of what's going on. And she's always honest with me about the guidance or about her thoughts or what she thinks, right? And I take it into account and then I do what I know I need to do, right? And so when you can operate from a place of abundance and a place from a place of love and that you're really caring for people, then you're, there's nothing wrong with your question and coaching, even if that means you're getting a little bit involved in their personal life because they invited you in. Don't involve yourself in people's lives where they aren't asking you to get involved. That's probably where I think people go wrong is they insert themselves where they don't belong or where they weren't invited, right? Have you ever had somebody try to give you advice about something you didn't ask for advice for? Oh, that chaps my ass. Like I am not, if I'm not interested in advice about certain things, don't try to give it to me. <laughs> I'm not interested. I didn't ask you. I'm not sure why you tried to give it to me. And that's where it can backfire for you. But when you 
are invited in, that means somebody's asking for your assistance. And the best way to do it, the most ethical way to do it is to ask questions to help them get to their own answer, not to tell them what you think they should do, because you're not the one who has to deal with the consequences from them taking your advice. They are. So don't be giving people advice, advising. Okay. Giving advice is not coaching BTW. Okay. So some questions that you, some types of questions when you're coaching your downline or a mentee is again, like when they come to you with a challenge, an obstacle, a problem, a roadblock is tell me more about that. Like I, whenever somebody comes to me in my DMs and they're like, Hey, can we talk about this? Or I'm finding this challenging, or I, I, I feel like I can't do this or I'm stuck here or whatever. I'm like, okay, I'd love to help. Tell me more about that. Like, what about that is challenging or why do you feel like you can't do it? Like, where, where is this coming from? Tell me more. How long has it been going on? Like, give me more details. I, you know, tell me all about it. I just, because then that opens up. It's, it's like more open-ended. I want to know all the details and you'd be surprised when they start telling the details that it's not just always about the thing they're coming to. There's more things involved. So when you say, tell me all the details, tell me more about that. They start like really divulging all the things on there, like they're getting stuff off their chest and the things they're getting off their, off their chest is like, usually they kind of word vomit, which is good in the beginning, because then you can kind of see like, Oh, there's other pieces to this puzzle that they don't necessarily even realize is a piece to the puzzle. So then you can start asking questions about some of the other things that they bring up that might seem relevant to their challenge. Right. And ask like, okay, so how does this, how does this, that, Oh, you know, whatever part a pertain to this challenge. Like, what about this is affecting you not being able to go live or whatever? Okay, well, you know, I've put on a couple extra pounds and whatever, right? Like this kind of thing. And if I didn't ask probing questions, I wouldn't get to talking about their, you know, feelings of low self-confidence or their feelings of low self-esteem, or you'd be surprised it leads to, well, my husband's criticizing me. He says I shouldn't be going on live until I drop these five pounds or like it, the whole story unfolds. Okay. So then it ends up being, it's not even about the live anymore. It's about, they need to put some healthy boundaries in place with their spouse they're going to start taking better care of their body or not, whatever, right? Like they come to this conclusion and then they're still going to go live anyway because they value themselves and they have goals, right? So it's whatever it is, it's like you have to ask open-ended questions to get to the deeper, like what's really going on type of stuff, okay? And there's questions that you can ask that identify the external obstacles and the internal obstacles, because typically with challenges, we have external obstacles and internal obstacles. Okay. Um, not always both, but sometimes it's either or, but you want to figure out, we want to help this person figure out, is this a problem that's external that can be solved easily? Like maybe you switch your schedule around or you, you know, whatever, right. Or is this an internal thing that you have to do some inner personal inner healing, right. Mindset work, like those types of things. So it's important to differentiate those things. And then some of it is about like skill sets. So figuring out, is this a new skill that this person has to learn? Are they going to learn it from you? Are they going to learn it from your team systems? Do they need to go get a little bit of outside coaching? Um, Is this like a patterned behavior that comes up? So again, do they need to get some inner healing? There's all sorts of different types of questions that you can ask to really identify and get to the root. Okay. And being able to sit and listen means that you have to sit with the discomfort. So a lot of times people will say, I feel like I'm being nosy. I feel like I'm probing. I feel like, you know, I'm asking two personal questions. If you want to be a mentor, if you want to close, 
people, you have to be okay with asking some personal questions because you have to get to know them to know what makes them tick and to help them get to their conclusion. So that's another piece to asking powerful questions to increase your closing rate or to help your team have breakthroughs. You have to be okay with getting personal with people. You're not sitting there with a bucket of popcorn because you're being nosy. Like, I'm sorry, you guys, I am not, I I, genuinely, I don't care. And what I mean by that is I know a lot of things about a lot of people on my team, a lot. There's a lot of people on my team and I know a lot of things. I'm like a vault. Half that stuff goes out of my fucking brain once I'm done having the conversation. Now, stories are powerful. So there's a lot of things I remember because they're telling me stories and and it. I remember people because I care about them, but stuff like detail, like I'm not a drama keeper. I am not, um, I am not an information keeper. I don't give a shit. Like this is their life. And so me saying this to you, the reason why I'm saying this is you need to understand it's all about intention. It's all about your intention. My intention is not to collect a bunch of information about somebody's life. So I can know a bunch of stuff about them and be a nosy Nelly. I have my own freaking life that I care about. So my intention is to be effective and get the information I need in the moment that they actually, it's really about them getting the information, by the way. So I ask questions so that they can say what they need to say out loud for themselves. So, and then I, in the moment in hearing it, so I can ask the next question to help them say more things out loud to themselves. They're essentially externally processing. Okay. And I'm the one helping them process. It's not for me. I don't, I don't need to know any of that stuff. And so what's your intention? If you don't want to be nosy, if you don't want to know this stuff, then your intention is perfect. Half the stuff you won't remember. And so you're, when you get all weird, you're actually making it about you. You're not making it about your downline and you're not making about the person you're trying to serve. Okay. You need to get over yourself and learn how to ask the powerful questions instead of just being like a fixer or, um, just being like, oh, I can't, that's too personal. No, it's not too personal. Your job is to help people. And if you don't know them, you can't help them, right? If you don't know them, you can't help them. You don't know what they need if you can't ask them what they need. So you have to get over yourself and be okay to to work through a line of questioning to help them get to the best solution possible, okay? So my encouragement to you is to find a book. So one of the books I'm using, actually, I'm um, creating a coaching certification for my team that I'm launching in August. They're getting... um, Four different teachings. Um, I'm making it like as a course, as a certification. They're going to be certified coaches. Um, I'm really excited about this. And one of the books I'm using um, for some resources is something called Coaching Questions, A Coach's Guide to Powerful Asking Skills by Tony Stoltzfus. And I recommend you could you could get that one. Um, there's some other really cool coaching books that you could start with. You could probably Google basic coaching skills, right? Basic coaching questions. And there'll probably be some beginner books. You could probably Google something like coaching for dummies. And that's a great place to start you guys. So I hope this was helpful and, um, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening all the way through the anti-hustle social selling podcast. Be sure to subscribe, and if you like what you hear and are listening on iTunes, would you do me a favor and leave a review? 
Reviews are an important part of getting this podcast in front of more people to spread this anti-hustle message. You can also copy this link and share with friends or on social media. And thank you so much for locking arms with me and being a part of this important movement. Remember, social sellers need to learn different and effective strategies that are right for them to grow their business now more than ever. I know together we can spread the word that it's totally possible and it can all be found here on the Anti-Hustle Social Selling Podcast. So until next time, crush your goals and stay in alignment.